1: All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor with you. Congratulations to Mark. Headed to see Paw Patrol on us. We'll give away some HDO, some Wind Surge vouchers as well. Final homestand for the Wind Surge of the regular season begins tonight. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor here. We have Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, coming up at the top of the hour. Looking forward to the conversation with him about a lot of things uh, one of which was the big news yesterday came down I don't know about 4:30 Chris Jones and the Chiefs uh well they're in agreement on a one year deal um I I my my instant reaction Tommy is I'm glad he's back I'm glad this you know finally got done and situated and everything else uh my secondary reaction is Chris Jones needs to have a very serious conversation with his uh, representation. So Ian Rappaport reports this morning that it's a one-year deal worth up to $25 million. The base of 19.5, which is what he was playing for, is the same, but he's got a chance now to make up the fines that he got for sitting out and uh, I guess a little bit more with some incentives. And then he'll be a free agent at the end of the season anyway, and the Chiefs can still use the franchise tag. Chris, all of this drama, for the opportunity to make back the money you've lost by holding out, plus another, I suppose, $5 million. He didn't get to the number on a long-term deal. He didn't get to the number on a short-term deal. And he gained nothing in the... Franchise tag slash free agency price.
2: He literally gained nothing. And by the way, don't forget, he won't get a chance to negotiate a long-term contract until his age 30 season. So the age 29 season that he's in right now, he didn't get a long-term deal done. He'll have to wait another season when he's actually a free agent to negotiate with 32 teams in the NFL To try to get the number that he wants, but he'll be a year older, and so there's no way that that number will be accomplished. I mean, I I don't know, I don't know what he got out of this. That was the opportunity
1: to make five million dollars more, only based on incentives. It's not guaranteed more he he didn't and I, get anything guaranteed and, and
2: i wonder and i wonder if you know that's worth it for everything that transpired over the last couple of months the fact that now you've got a section of the fan base that you know probably look at him in a little different light than they did before not that you know they're not going to welcome him back with open arms because i guarantee you that when he comes out on the field on sunday the entire fan base is going to be like thank god we've got 95 back out there but also at the same time and I've got a really hard time believing that any kind of long-term deal will be taken care of after this season between these well, two teams. He's not really going pro-
1: like there's nothing else for him to prove with right. the Chiefs. He's not gonna play better than he played last year. So I mean he's cause he's cause he's already great. Right? Yeah. His problem is he's older and he's already had a big deal. So like this long-term deal for him, I don't think is there anyway. I, I just like, you know, it's been a little while and, you know, we talked to Dan Israel last week and he was just like, I don't understand what the point of this is. And and it's been to that point for me for a long time because like the Chiefs aren't going to do anything here. Like at some point, it, Chris Jones just has to decide. And that's clearly what happened. He looked very uncomfortable in the opener and, you know, that camera shot and everything else. Like, I, I think that he felt very uncomfortable at the charity event when he talked I don't think he likes this perception that he's hurting his team, which he clearly is, whether he is intending to, obviously he's not intending to. I think that it, all of these things combined Chris Jones is finally like just let's just be done with this. Like it's not this isn't accomplishing anything. It's probably making yeah. him very unhappy. And so again, I'm really glad he's back because I think this will be really good for the Chiefs. I think it's good to get that out of the way. I think it's going to be a little shot in the arm, I think. And, you know, for a defense that actually looked pretty good in the opener, it's going to make the defense better, which is great because there's more questions on the offense, perhaps, than we realized. But, man, like, we got to have a serious talk with, with my representation because they had such a big. Bad idea of leverage. Like they need to go back to school on leverage because they never had any. It was pretty obvious that they never had any. And they tried to do this and they cost their client a lot of money potentially.
2: And a lot of goodwill, I think, in the eyes of the organization and the fan base. And also keep in mind that really you look at the historical nature of the way that Brett Veach, and we've talked about it before, has dealt with other players around the same stature of Chris Jones, Teran Teron Matthew, um, Frank Clark, Tyree Hill. And I don't know at what point the Cats brothers looked at this situation and said, oh, yeah, it's different. Like, our, our client is different than those other guys, and, and we're going to be able to get what we want out of the Chiefs. That's not the, really the way that it works. I would say that the only part from the Chiefs' perspective That after week one maybe drove a little bit more urgency from their perspective on at least getting a one-year deal done and getting him back out on the field is the fact that there are other pressing issues now that the Chiefs have to work through and figure out outside of Chris Jones. So I can imagine that there might have been a scenario where Brett Veach and Andy Reid and the coaching staff in the front office said, okay, after that opening loss against the Lions, Is there any way we can get Chris Jones done for right now so we can get that off of our plate and focus on some of the other things that we have going on? That might be the only and again, that like that doesn't mean that like they lost any kind of leverage or that they gave up anything that they, you know, they They didn't give give up anything anything at all. Like they they were in the position of strength all along. But I do I do think that there could have been a conversation saying, hey, we've got other things to focus on, wide receivers and Travis Kelsey's injury and other things like that. Let's get this drama off the table and it at least get him signed for this season.
1: Rick chimes in on the video stream and says, this is the Chiefs and Jones parting ways at the end of this season. Casey won't give him a long-term deal. Look, I don't think it's that cut and dry, uh, but they're not going to give him what he thought he was going to get. I I mean, I can say that. I I don't think it's necessarily, that'll be up to Chris Jones. But the Chiefs didn't give. You don't think the Chiefs six months ago would have been like, well, yeah, we'll we'll do a one year deal, incentive based yeah. for twenty five yeah. instead of twenty. Sure, absolutely. Like, what? Sure. Like, on a one year deal, we lose nothing. We literally lose nothing. We got to pay you an extra five million if you're awesome this year. Yeah. Okay. We'll do right. that. We don't lose any free agency. We we can still tag you next year, like all these things. Right. We don't and, and lose anything here.
2: That's the biggest thing in that contract that I was. My jaw dropped when I read the details of the contract. Is that they, the Katz brothers, couldn't even negotiate in? Not the, the Chiefs not being able to tag Chris Jones after this year. They can still tag him. Like that's just wild to me. Like if you're going to sign a one year deal that's incentive laden you got to try to negotiate in some kind of clause, and they're saying the Chiefs cannot tag you at the end of the season. They couldn't even get that accomplished. So I think that it's fairly likely it wouldn't shock me one bit if they tag him after this season and then try to trade him. Like, you do the tag-and-trade type thing. Like, I, I think I, that I at that point, because then you can get that draft capital value back for him. You've got him under the franchise tag. There are teams that I think would trade for him at that point. It just is mind-boggling that they couldn't negotiate in getting rid of that it's franchise that tag.
1: Dire. I, I think I think the Chiefs will be very willing, if, it, if the time comes and it's there, to say, look, man, like, I, I'm sorry that that happened that way. I mean, Tom, you say the tag part. They got him a raise that's not even guaranteed to be a raise. Like yeah. the way this is, and and I don't know. Like I always think, and and you guys probably know this because I talk about it too much. But like the way this is reported is really interesting to me. Like Rappaport and and like you know the the reporters that get all the scoops and everything. Like I tell you guys, like a lot of the time this information comes straight from agents, right? Straight from agents. Uh, you know all this stuff, but like these these. Presentations of the way this is like is being celebrated for Chris Jones. The holdouts over, he finally got his deal. He didn't get anything. He didn't get anything. He got the opportunity to go get an incentive raise to make back the money he already lost.
2: (laughs) And Adam Schefter, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, reported that chris jones has the potential to make substantially more money this year than last year okay how much of that money what's a 25 percent bump but how but no but let me finish how much of that money will have to go to the fines that he had to pay throughout the course like it offsets that you know so like is he actually netting much more money than he made last year no he's not and he's got to hit incentives to actually be able to get any of that so i i don't see this being a win at all for chris jones except for the fact that he gets back on the field except for the fact that he gets an opportunity to rejoin his teammates it's a win for him because he doesn't have to set up in in a suite looking goofy with two wannabe sopranos members flanking him on either side he gets a chance to actually get back out on the field and play with his team and rejoin his teammates that's good for him but from a financial point of view this is a huge l for chris jones it's it's a
1: yeah it's a it's a business L but it's a probably a real big like life win yeah. for Chris Jones and and look we all make dumb business decisions right we all misplay our hands from time to time like for real we've all done it a thousand times so we like it's we're just like observing a situation more that, like i'm not casting stones at chris jones here because he was you know he was given bad information you know by by People, and, and they just absolutely misplayed this. And it's been this. The thing for me, Tommy, is like, we, I, I, you could see this coming from OTAs. Like, it yeah. never made sense what, what was like, okay, Chris Jones is sitting out OTAs. And we're being told, and it's being reported, again, by I think the same people, that they're just waiting on, you know, the Simmons and the, and the Quinn and Williams deals to set the market. Okay, that's what we're waiting on. But if that's what we're waiting on, the Chiefs can't control that. So why is he holding out? That never made sense to me. But okay, those deals get done, and it means nothing because they misplayed their hand from the beginning. They said, this is what we want. The Chiefs said, no, that's not the market. They let this come out. The Chiefs were right, and they were like, well, we still want this much. And they're like, uh, no, like we're not doing that. (laughs) And so then it's like, okay, well, we're going to hold out. And the Chiefs are like, okay, hold out. Like That's not the market. We're not going to do it. We're telling you right now we're not going to do it. And like, okay, well, we're going to hold out. You just wait and watch. Okay, sounds good. Hold out, hold out, hold out. Chris Jones is miserable, by the way. It's very apparent that he's not happy. And, and not, I don't mean just like from the deal, like emotionally. It doesn't seem like he's like the right. same jovial Chris Jones. So we get to all this point. We see the first week. Defense looks all right. Like all these things are happening. And it's like, what are we waiting for here? Well, here's what we got for you, Chris. You know all that money you lost in fines? We're going to get you the opportunity to make that back. We can't guarantee you that you'll get it back, but boy, if you're really good, you can at least get back what you lost and a couple million right. more. And oh, by the way, nothing changes long-term. They can still tag you. You'll still have to be a free agent. We didn't get you a long-term deal. Let's get a hold of these guys and hey everybody, we got the Chris Jones deal done. We we finally got it done. But the reality is like you didn't get anything done. Like what was accomplished here? You you get the opportunity to make back the money you lost in holding out, and that's about it. Because if you do the math, Tommy, on the net, right? Okay, it's twenty five million. Like he's incentive based to twenty five million. He was already at nineteen point five. What did he lose now? A million for the first three. game? He, yeah, three. It's like a total Plus of the preseason three. and off season. Yeah. So you're down to sixteen point five. Right. So you've lost so you if you gained five and you've lost three, there's maybe $2 million net dollars that he can gain maybe. by having a good year. Maybe. Maybe. Right? And so it's like, are you kidding me? And yeah. I've had to, you know, upset the fan base. I've had to let down my coaches. I've had to, it kind of feels like in a way, let down some of my teammates here. Not that they're holding it against him to do it. But I think if you heard Travis Kelsey, it's like, uh, like everybody on the planet was reading the room one way. And Chris Jones's people, and if you weren't even if you weren't reading it that way in OTAs, you were reading it that way now, except the representation, and they finally were yep. like, and now that oh my god, this it's it's just crazy to me.
2: Yeah, and you're a year older when you enter free agency. Well he that you're was gonna happen older. anyway. I right? know, but he, he they were trying to get a long term deal done in the year twenty nine age. Now he's gonna be 30 when he's gonna get a chance to actually negotiate it again. On top of all of that, too, you watch week one from a suite at Arrowhead, and you see the defense played pretty well without you out there. You you see a defense give up 14 points to a Detroit offense that is, is fairly high-powered, and so any kind of leverage there, I think, was gone. I mean, it, it might have been slightly different. I still think the Chiefs would have stuck to their guns and held on, even if it had been a disaster uh, defensively in week one. But still, if you're there and you're watching from above, the defense just get absolutely shredded, drive in and drive out by Jared Goff and the, the Lions. Then at that point, you could go back if you're the representation and at least publicly say, Clearly, my client is needed down there. You know, clearly it's a situation where the Chiefs have to have him if they want to win football games, but that wasn't the case. The defense looked okay. That was the least of the Chiefs' problems in that opening game. So any kind of, I guess, perceived leverage there goes out the window, too, after week one. So there there, there was literally nothing to stand on if you are Chris Jones's representation. And I think that this deal clearly signifies the fact that they realized finally we've got nothing here that we can go off of.
1: Well and I look I think too like it was probably Chris Jones saying listen, I'm i I'm done with this. This is done. Yeah. yeah. We're done. Because and I and I actually do think the Chiefs need him. Um you know I do I they think need they need him too, to win a Super but in Bowl? But a, in, a,
2: in a negotiation leverage type thing, you can't point, you can't but point but at that game and say, look right there. Yeah. No, no, Brent no. You've got to have it. Like, we've been having
1: that. this conversation, Tommy, for four months, five months. Like, do the Chiefs but don't you have to think have Chris Jones thought? to win a Super Bowl? No. Don't,
2: don't you think that there was a thought from the Cats brothers that, all right, we're going to take our client up to the suite and we're going to watch this defense get shredded. And then the Chiefs are going to realize they're going to need him. And then that really wasn't the case.
1: I don't know what they're thinking because I can't remember a misplayed hand like this that was so obvious and had so, and and they had so many opportunities to like back out of misplaying it too. And it's just kept doubling down. Like you could have backed out of this in training camp at some point and been like, man, we're not going to get this deal. Let's not, let's not pile up these fines. Let's at least see if we can get a little incentive bonus in there. Like we don't have any leverage. We never have because he's under contract. It's a good contract and he's going to lose too much money by holding out. Let the lesson be learned here. Unless you play quarterback in this league, holdouts almost never benefit. Like they almost never work in the long term or the short term unless you're a quarterback. And like like it's when you get back to the CBA, figure out what else to do with the franchise tag because that's what's killing these guys. At, at you know, at, at a lot of levels. So but until then, like, stop thinking that unless you play quarterback, like, teams are just like, okay. Like, we'll, if we got a great quarterback, we'll go try to win anyway. Let's come back. Let's talk about the impact we think Jones will have uh, when he comes back. We'll have Dan Israel at the top of the hour, too. And then in the second hour, we can revisit some of the Jets news and uh, things that we're, we're dealing with there. Let's do, Jad, let's do some of these wind surge vouchers. So you've got just a few more opportunities here. Basically... Every day, every night, to tonight, starting tonight, and then through Sunday. That's it. That's the final regular season homestand for the Surge, final games of the regular season. So we're going to, you know, give you an opportunity one last time to go see the Surge. You can get some vouchers on us right now. First caller during the break to the IHOP hotline, 869-2040. Tommy and I will be back. Chris Jones is back. What does that mean for the Chiefs? We'll touch on that next.